Welcome to Hustle and Pro Season 2, talking sports in Frisco from youth to pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. Welcome to this episode of Hustle and Pro. I'm excited to talk to Jazzy Ileana today. Um, Jazzy has a cool soccer story, some ups and downs, and so we're going to hear all about it. Welcome to Hustle and Pro, Jazzy. Hi, thank you for having me. Great to be on this episode. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start off with a few quick hits, some icebreakers to kind of get to know you a little better. So who would you say is your favorite athlete of all time? Mm, my favorite athlete? Like in any sport? Sure. I'd probably say Kobe Bryant or Messi, like both in between there, kind of. Yes. All my yeah. soccer guests have to say Messi at some point, right? Yeah. Well, it's not like a, like I'm just going with it because he, like, he's the best or whatever. But it's like, because he started like really, everyone was really negative with him because he was very short and mm-hmm. like, you know, so he basically just proved them all wrong. So that's why it's like, I feel like I could do something like that. Yeah, you like his story. I do too. What about sports movies? Are you into watching any soccer movies or any other sports movies that you can think of that you like? Um, I used to love watching the movie Goal and Goal 2. Mm-hmm. Those are probably my favorite ones. Those are good ones. What about superstitions? Do you have any game day superstitions that you that you have to do on game day? Um, on game day, I always have to go on the field with my shin guards on and my socks above my knees, like while I'm walking it. I don't know. It's just something I always do. And then I change my cleats like right before we start warming up. But my socks always have to be above my knees and my shin guards in. Okay. It's like you got to, it like has to make, is that what makes you feel right and ready to go? Yeah. I just feel like (laughs) I'm ready to get going. (laughs) One more quick hit. What's the farthest you've ever traveled to play sports or to watch sports? I don't know, traveled a lot. I bet you traveled lots for tournaments and play. Have you ever traveled internationally for sports? No, never. No, I've never been anywhere internationally. Um, say I've been to Kansas, Florida. I'm trying to think. There's so many. We, Road trips and yeah, we usually go like Houston and Oklahoma, which aren't as far. But I've been to Missouri also. That's probably the furthest. Okay. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. All right. So tell me about your story growing up. Um, obviously, you're a soccer player now, but did you play other sports when you were younger? Yeah. So I was, well, my mom always said I was very energetic when I was little. So she put me in multiple sports to like try to get me to put all of my energy in somewhere instead of running around the house all the time. So she tried putting me in gymnastics. Um, I think volleyball a little bit of basketball but not really and then she put me in soccer and I was just like constantly running everywhere so she thought it was perfect so around four years old I was put onto my first soccer team and then I went to six years old and that's when I started playing playing competitively at and six ever since then yeah yes ma'am so that's so did you drop all I was gonna ask you sorry I interrupted you um so I was gonna ask you did you drop your other sports at what point like middle school is is kind of um you know a common thing but were you focused on soccer earlier than that yeah so in elementary school like basically the rest ever since I started playing competitively it's only been soccer of course in middle school I played like ball volleyball and basketball but it's just like for fun like if I didn't have practices or games that day then yeah I would go but if it had to interfere with soccer I would always choose soccer it was like it was always my priority over yeah 
soccer was your first priority, but then you fit in some of the fun stuff at school. Yeah. Okay. So you played um, with FCD. When did you start playing with the FC Dallas club? Mm, I think 2016, my freshman year, I know for sure. So I think it was 2016. And you were also playing for your high school at the same time? Yes. Did you play for your high school for all through high school? Well, I played my freshman and sophomore year, and then I played a little bit my junior year, but then that's when I tore my ACL, my meniscus. Yes. So yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to skip right over that. So that's, that's, <laughs> um, that's like the big um, talking point in your journey as mm-hmm. of today, right? So you tore your um, ACL in March of 2019. So a full year ago. Mm-hmm. And um, so where did you have your, your surgery done? Uh, Children's Andrew Sports Institute in Plano. Okay, so after you had the surgery at Children's Health, Andrews, um, I heard, <laughs> I read that you then had like nine months of really intense physical therapy and training and conditioning to, it took you that long, right, to get cleared to play again, almost a whole year later that you were cleared, February of this year, of 2020, is that right? Yes, so I had actually torn my ACL and my meniscus, and I had my surgery that March. And so I was good going hard at it, physical therapy. And then again in September, I had a scope surgery to go back into my meniscus because it was bothering me. So then that put me like another month or two back. So I would have gotten cleared sooner, but then that was really bothering me. So I had to get a scope where they took out the stitching on my meniscus because I guess that's what was bothering me. And so then I got back in therapy again, and then I finally got cleared like a month or two later than I was originally going to get cleared but it was still like on the dot kind of. So the meniscus tear, it, did, did these two things happen at the same time? Like, was this a, was this a one move or injury a one moment that this all happened or was this something was some of it built up over time? No, it happened during one of my games, actually a showcase in Arizona. I mean, in Houston, sorry. It was in Houston and it was our first game of the tournament and 20 minutes in I was sprinting and I planted my foot and I tried to change directions, but I guess my foot like locked. And so my knee ended up like twisting the other way and I just fell right down. So it wasn't contact with another player or any? No, it was just change of direction. Wow. With your foot planted. Yes. Yeah. And so that's, that was the meniscus also you say, or? Yes. That was my ACL and my meniscus. At the same time. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then tell me in your words, I want to hear what the what the PT was like and the conditioning. I mean, going from somebody who's used to obviously you've been conditioning playing soccer for years and years, what what was the you know difference in your eyes and you know, harder, easier, what was harder about it or easier about it, the conditioning when you were playing? Yeah, so I had usually like I had never had an injury like that. So I had always been in shape, like always and then when I had to be a month on crutches oh my gosh I already knew like it was this whole process would be so hard like mentally and especially physically so whenever I finally started like running again oh my gosh I would get tired so easily and it was like the worst thing ever because I know that I've never been like that so then I tried so hard to just get back in shape and like I get back in shape pretty easily so it took me about a week and a half maybe 
maybe a week, week and a half to get like fully back in the shape that I was. Running wild. So, like oh yeah. It was it was hard though. I've forgotten what that had felt like. <laughs> I bet. Because you're always just yeah. being healthy, especially if you said this mm-hmm. you were always healthy. How many times were you headed over to children's health to do the PT work? Like a week? Were you there every day, a couple times a week, once a month? Um, for the first, I think three months I went three times a week and then after that it became two times a week and then I had advanced to the exos program Mm -hmm. it was like well it was a bridge group but it's like slash exos so it's a bridge group where they try to get us back into the shape and the strength that we need to get playing again Mm -hmm. and then once I would increase from there I would go on to the exos program where it's just like full back at it like full strain full speed everything like no holding back so I had I've been going to Plano every day ever since um about July July 2019 wow. so I've been going there around every day almost that's a long time a lot of FaceTime yeah. with those therapists oh, yeah. doctors right you probably got to know the people at children's pretty well Oh yeah. They're my homies now. <laughs> <laughs> when you were going through that, I'm sure there was some, uh, you mentioned mental and, and physical, or you might've used the word emotional. Did you find yourself down at times when you just were considering oh, yeah. not coming back to soccer or was it always something you were always a hundred percent knew you were going to be back to normal? Yeah. Well, I knew I was going to be able to play again but I was always worried that I wouldn't be able to play the same or like that it would always hurt so I would get really worried at times especially at the beginning I would just like I cried a lot because I was like really mad and sad and everything because like you never expect it to happen to you so then it happened and then you just like like your mind like plays tricks on you kind of and so then you worried about, oh, my gosh, what if I don't play? What if I can't play the same? Like, what's going to happen? But then, like, once you start getting back into it, like, with your strength, conditioning, like, starting to move the ball back again, you gain more confidence. And that's what happened to me. So I started worrying less. And I just let my body heal, like, and just see where it went. I had to be patient with it. Ugh, that's hard I for some people. That's hard. That would be hard for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not patient right? at all. So yeah. it was really hard. Patience is hard. And like you said, the doubt, doubting yourself, it's hard to, to not, for that not to happen. But like you said, once you set your mind to that, you're going to, you're going to be okay. And you just kind of had some patience then you'll get there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then let's talk about that. So, um, you were cleared to play February of this year. So you're, um, getting back out there. Um, and then you had a little bit of a setback as far as timing, right? You're probably not allowed <laughs> yeah. to play right now because as we record this, we're still isolated and not able to get out there and mm-hmm. train with our teams. Um, but did that change anything as far as your course and your decision to what's next after your senior year of high school? No, everything's about still the same, just a setback. Like I won't have practices, so I just have to practice on my own, you know? So no, it's, everything's pretty much the same, same goal same um, plan. So tell me about that plan. So I, I read, or I'm going to let you tell me. So where are you going to be playing next year? I'm planning to play at the United States Naval Academy. So how did that in Maryland in Maryland? Yes. In Annapolis. So I'm reading through all the lists of um, all the kiddos who the seniors who got to 
participate in the FC Dallas Chase signing night a month or two ago. It seems like forever ago now. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't see many Naval Academy names listed. So I want to know why that? How did you come up with that decision? Well, uh, well, my club team for FC Dallas, we had a showcase in Arizona, I think in 2017. It was my. It was towards the end of my freshman year, and after one after our first game, my manager comes up to my coach and I, and he tells us how the coach of the U.S. and the United States Naval Academy wanted to talk to my coach, and then I was like, "Who is that?" or whatever, and then he told us how it was like a really major school, whatever, and they only accept eight students a year. For soccer, for soccer. Wow. Yeah. So I was one of them that they were looking at. And then he had told my coach that he wanted to see more of me. So he kept attending our games and our showcases. And a few months later, by now it was 2018, of like January. And he had sent another, like his assistant coach to come watch me. And I didn't know. It was without me knowing. So it was just like out of the blue. And... They had then come up to me after the game. Well, not up to me because I couldn't yet, but up to my coach. Mm-hmm. And this, like, we had a contact through my coach because of NCAA rules. Right. And so we would all communicate, like, through emails and stuff. And he told me how he wanted to keep seeing me play and that he was very interested and that he's like what he's seeing. And then about a month later after that, they came to another showcase that we had in Florida. And then after that, they made me, they gave me an offer once I got home from that showcase. So they called me up and they asked if um, I would be interested. And they said I had a year to think about it. And I was like, can I just say yes now? (laughs) And they were like, yeah, yeah, sure. And so then I said yes. And then ever since then, like I've been committed. So that was my sophomore year. Oh, wow. You've known that long that you were going there. So yeah. when you knew they were kind of looking at you, this something you were talking to your family about in the background. So is that why when you got the offer, you were ready to go ahead and say yes? Yeah, because like, once we realized they were looking at me, we obviously did like some re- research on the school. So we knew that I would have to obviously like uh, serve some time after I graduate. So but like we took all of that into notice. So we we basically searched up everything, and I was just, we were all good with it, and we thought it would be a good idea, and so yeah, we didn't hesitate. Yeah, that's a pretty amazing place to be. Have you been to, been able to see campus yet? Yes, I actually went on a visit last year. It's beautiful. In October. It's a, it's a pretty unique place. I can't, I'm excited for you. Very beautiful. So you were talking about when one of those um, a coach sent an assistant coach to watch you at a game or a showcase, but you didn't know. So I'm curious, do you mm-hmm. think it's better to not know when there's somebody scouting you, recruiting you um, so that you just do your thing and you're not nervous? Or do you think it's better to know so that you can like step it up even more? Um, I feel like, well, personally, um, I think I play the same. Like, yeah, I'll get nervous for a little bit, but then like once you're in the game, you don't really think about anybody that's there. So I guess it doesn't really matter, but I don't, I don't know. It's a good heads up, but then again, it, it doesn't matter. That's just me personally though. That's so, good. Yeah. For you personally. I, was, I guess I was lucky that I had a good game that day. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Right. But even coaches, I mean, I think, you know, good coaches and good people that are recruiting, they can tell, especially in the game of soccer, you can tell a lot by a player, even if they have 
not the best game ever. You can still tell a lot by how somebody works out there on the field. Mm-hmm. So, well, it sounds like you did have a good game though. So that didn't, didn't even matter. Were you able to go to that um, signing night that I was talking about with FC Dallas? Yes, I was actually there. Got a, I got a platform and everything. Oh, neat. Yeah, I don't know where it's at though. Oh, it's right there in the back. That's cool. So yeah. uh, are you on the DA team or you said your club team? Are those two different things? Yeah. Well, it's my club team, but it's different leagues. It's still SC Dallas program, but it's a different league because I wanted to play high school. So I struggled at ECNL my freshman and sophomore year. And then we turned into DPL this year. So, but we had always been ECNL my freshman, sophomore, and junior year. So I played with the ECNL 02 SC Dallas club. Okay. Mm. Very good. All right. So any, um, a couple little easy questions. First of all, I've heard, I've heard you have a good, um, juggling amount that you can juggle. So how much can you juggle? Well, this was a few years ago, like about three where I actually kept track and the most I counted was 2,523. No. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2,523? Yes. <laughs> That's insane. I don't know anybody who can do that that much. I didn't even know that people do that many. Wow. Yeah, I felt like keeping track that day, so I was just like going and going. It took about twenty minutes. I think. It never, like, it never hit the ground. No, my legs got tired, and the tire stopped. <laughs> that's crazy. That's awesome. Wow. I thought you were gonna say like a hundred or something. Two thousand no. plus. That's crazy. <laughs> Man, you must have really good control for the ball. And But you're a forward, right? Yes, I'm a forward and a attacking midfielder. Okay, forward and attacking midfielder. Um, and then you play, your jersey number is number seven. Is there any significance to that number for you? Or is it just kind of a number you've always worn? Or Well, actually, yes. So when I was little, I used to be number six because of the amount of family members we had. But then my sister-in-law had a, had a baby. So then it, it got switched to seven because I was younger. So basically it just like represents our family members and it's always been my lucky number. So it was just like my favorite number. Yeah. Lucky number seven. That's cool. Well, good. Yeah, lucky number so, seven. Yeah. Lucky number seven. Well, I'm excited to watch your journey. So I've had a lot of high school athletes that I've talked to um, over the last like year and a half and I love following them. Uh, so if you see a follow on Twitter from me, that's why I like to follow you and see what you're doing um, playing in college and, and if you ever come back and want to talk to us again, let me know. But good luck in your journey. Oh, I do have one last question. I meant to ask you earlier when you mentioned some goals you have. Do you have any more specific goals for soccer? I mean, you're attaining one as you go off in the fall to um, play for the Naval Academy. But do you have anything beyond that that you wanted to do? Well, I feel like every girl, like, they want to play professionally one day. Obviously, that's still my dream. But you never know. So we'll just see what happens. Keep doing what I do. And if it happens, it happens. Right. So if you're not playing soccer, what do you want to do professionally then? Well, I want to work in the medical field. I want to be able to help people the way that I was helped. Oh, wow. Yeah. Had you, would you have said that before all of this injury happened? Or is that something that really, you know, had a light bulb moment for you that you wanted to do that with your life? Yeah, it's something that I've always wanted to do. Not always, but I thought about it in high school. So around 
sophomore year, I knew that I wanted to be somewhere in the medical field. And then especially now, like now that I've been worked on, like I know how it is. So I really want to do it now, especially. Yeah. And you know how important it is for those people to take care of their mm-hmm. patients and kind of get their life put back together as they knew it before they were hurt. Right. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Thank you for taking the time and getting on our web podcast interview. Um, so good luck at the Naval Academy as you head off next year and we'll be rooting for you. Thank you so much.